I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And I'm Steven. And we are back like a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Welcome to this podcast doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. on to if you believe it or not our second chapter out of three <laughs> well there's more more than more than that but it's okay okay so 1989 could it be the next re-release i don't know let's talk about it here we go here's a recap oh my god taylor's fifth studio album was released on october 27th 2014 again everybody stop think about where you were we won't do the math out loud this time but just think about it it's great After introducing some new musical stylings in the original Red album, 1989 fully completed Taylor's transition from country to mainstream pop artist. She titled this album after her birth year as a symbolic representation of this artistic rebirth. Because Stephen isn't currently allowed to talk because we need to get through all of this, he's just very emphatically fist Fist bumping. bumping. Silently. <laughs> I love this album so much. Well, let me tell you something else that you love, Stephen. I just know you love it. At the 58th Grammy Awards in 2016, yes! <laughs> 1989 won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album, making Swift the first female solo artist to win Album of the Year twice. She also won for Best Music Video that night for Bad Blood. So she actually went home with three awards. Good I love her, that you know good this. For her just, bestie. <laughs> I love this. Okay. She she actually back in the day before she deleted her Instagram, she posted a video of her reaction to winning that exact award that night. Aww. So like, but that's now deleted because that's the old Taylor. Is it? Does her um her old Instagram show up in like the Wayback Machine? That website. Probably. I mean, like, I mean, it's obviously cached in the internet, so I see these videos all the time like, on Twitter and stuff like that. So, like, it's obviously out there, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's just weird to go to her page and, like, half of her career isn't even there. Yeah, right. Well, and then she has, like, a little highlight that's, like, red tour memories, and you're like, Bestie, you you deleted all the memories. (laughs) It's only only because of the re-recordings. Like, that's it. Like, that's why the nostalgia is so intense is because it's all gone from, like, cool evidence. So it's like, it feels like we're experiencing it for the first time because so many people who are intense fans now were not when these albums came out. This is the time, out. Emma. Get it on the ground floor. It's like, it's, it's kind of like it's all happening again for the first time, just out of order. And I like, I just, and there's nothing more powerful. Well, I'll get to that. Never mind. I'll all right. <laughs> Great. So. I'll get to that. After Fearless, Taylor's version was released in April of 2021, Swifties really thought that 1989 would be next. We were ready for Hot Girl Summer. As we have heard from Steven. Until Tay pulled a fast one and made us wait for Sad Girl Fall and the release of Red Taylor's version. (laughs) Some suspect that this delay... Where's my scarf? (laughs) Get your pumpkin spice. Oh wait, he's actually oh actually getting up. He's going. Where did I put it? Oh my god. 
You gave He's it got- to Jake. Stop. <laughs> Jake oh, I know no, I did not. Man will never have my scarf. He will have a cold neck for the rest of his life. No woman's ever going to give him a scarf again. This is why I have such a problem. And this is my like confirmation that this used to be my favorite album from the beginning. Some of the merch that I bought from this still isn't even here. So Yes, their merch store is trash. I Yeah. He's putting on the scarf. Mark Cohen vibes right here. He's in here. The studio. Oh, oh. He's got the ring. Oh, he's here. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not hesitate. Well, so this is the original. It's not even open. Here. No, it is. It is. Because oh. this oh, okay. is out of it. They're just in protective sleeves. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Good. But then, of course, I have two of <laughs> these. But this is the one that I pre ordered. And then this is the one. I specifically waited for the Target release because I wanted the red Taylor's version album to be red. To be red, exactly. So, yeah, this, I love this album so much. It is 80 degrees outside, so I will take the scarf off. But I appreciate appreciate the aesthetic. So, even though we were a little surprised, Stephen was okay with the switch up, but some fans... Oh, yeah, (laughs) I was fine. I moved on real quick. Some fans suspect that... The, the possible switch, or at least the delay for 1989 Taylor's version, is due to some of the litigation that Stephen alluded to earlier. So I'm going to read a quote from Rolling Stone because that's just easier than me trying to paraphrase it. So here we go. <laughs> Songwriters Don Hall and Nathan Butler have alleged in their underlying complaint that their 2001 song, Playa's Gun Play for the all-female R&B trio 3LW is substantially similar to Swift's 2014 pop anthem. Shake it off is what we're talking about. Especially in its arrangement of the phrases, quote, play is gonna play and haters gonna hate. I want to say that song came out in 2014. They did not bring forth this lawsuit till 2017. Yeah, that's a lot. After it had a blockbuster run. Like, there's no other way to describe that. I just, let's start off with that, okay? Yes. As as the quote continues, as Stephen mentioned, the lawsuit, originally filed in 2017, was initially dismissed by U.S. District Judge Michael Fitzgerald in 2018, but it was revived on appeal and returned to his court by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in December of 2021. Nonsense! Also, secondarily, there was another case against... Taylor for the song Shake It Off from a musician named Jesse Graham. But that case was dismissed in March of 2022. Yeah, everybody loves to come after you when you're making a lot of money in your most successful era thus far. But this is what's interesting to me about these kinds of, because I know like Dua Lipa is going through this. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran just, just, oh, yeah. just finished this. Yeah, where it was like, there are only, I think Ed, this is what Ed Sheeran ended up saying. He's like, guys, there's only like eight chords. It, like, yeah, you can only make music in so many ways. It's like writing like someone could write the same phrase in a book and it wouldn't be the entirety of the novel. The The music is different. Well, and, and especially because music listening to music is so much easier now. with yes. Streaming than it ever was before, because right. before, you know, when you had vinyl or an eight track or yeah. a cd even if you or no one in your circle 
listen to it, you didn't really know it existed. So yeah. you didn't know. For further distinction, it's like the same as like when you watch like the Golden Girls and they're using the same actors to play different parts. Yeah. But you don't notice that as the viewer as it's airing because you're not watching it one right after the other in a span of 48 hours. You're watching it over eight years. It's, or it's like the For You page on TikTok yeah. like, to where it's like so curated. Somebody can be so famous to you. Like I, I am, I'm not famous. I am well known on the Taylor Swift side of TikTok. Yes. But I am not TikTok famous. That is, I am nowhere close to that. I have like maybe 20,000 followers. Like that's it. And like it is, but, but I mean like, yes, to some people that is a lot. Like, that's a lot. But in but comparison, to me, yeah. Who it has taken since November of 2020 to get to that point. Yeah. And people get 50,000 followers overnight. Yeah. Like, so it's, you know, it's a very different thing. But it is it is very much like music is, it's, in, it's intrinsic. It's like it's part of the public domain. Phrases are part of the public domain. Like, there's nothing you can do about that when writing. a And she is somebody who continuously uses well-known phrases. As like titles of her, you need to calm down. I knew you were trouble. Dear John is like an old phrase about a Dear John letter. This is why we can't have nice things. Like, don't blame me. Like, she consistently uses these references in all of her music. Okay? So, like, this lawsuit (laughs) is nonsense. Like, it's just nonsense to me. And the fact that it has gone on this long. Yeah. It's just, I'm so sorry to once again interrupt your wonderfully detailed notes. No, it's okay, because in this instance, I had paused for reaction from Steven. (laughs) (laughs) She literally has it in her notes where it's just a bullet point that says Steven. (laughs) So it's like, this this is the lawsuit that I have probably done the most, like paid the most attention to. Because I, I am constantly saying that like, Yes, Folklore is my favorite Taylor Swift album of all time. Red is my favorite, like, nostalgic Taylor Swift album. But the one that really, really, really did it for me, that just got me hook, line, and sinker, never turning back, was 1989. And it was a blockbuster, just like Mama used to make them. Hit after hit after hit after hit music video after hit performance sold out tour. She did the 1989 live to 76,000 people in Australia. Like, I mean, like, and that's, but that she went from singing about Tim McGraw to being the biggest pop star on the planet in a span of eight months. Yeah. And it just blank space style, wildest dreams, shake it off. Like it not, there's not a skip on that album. You want to listen to the whole thing because it's so much fun. It's a ride from start to finish. And even the bonus track, like it is just, and so it's like, and the thing that I give like great commendation to is the members of 3LW. They all came out and they were like, this has nothing to do with us. Yep. We are not asking for anything. We love Taylor Swift. We do not, like, they even hinted at the fact that they, like, they think this is ridiculous. In 2022, the last thing we're going to do is have women hate on women. 
No, we're not going to do that. And I, I, I think that wrote the song. Right. Like, and I'm pretty sure that was like last year. So me saying 2022 is incorrect, but I'm just like, well, it's still not resolved. Yeah. It, it, was it went back to court in December yeah, of 2020. Because it doesn't pass like the extrinsic test or something like, okay. So I've done way too much research into copyright law now. And like how these music lawsuits work. You're basically a lawyer. The extrinsic test which is what is causing this lawsuit to carry on. I'm going to read this directly because it is a very detailed explanation of what this is. The court employs a two-part test for determining whether one work is substantially like another. A plaintiff must prove both substantial similarity under the extrinsic test and substantial similarity under the intrinsic test. The extrinsic test, I hope I'm pronouncing this right because I'm saying it a lot. You're good is an objective comparison of specific expression elements, expressive elements, excuse me. The intrinsic test is a subject comparison that focuses on whether the ordinary, reasonable audience would find the works substantially similar in the total concept and feel of the works. So it's like, if she's using similar language, do the songs sound the same? Like, are people going to be, you know, like when we listen to songs and we're like, this sounds like this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like when Roar and what was the other song by Sarah Bareilles? No, it was by, or Roar. Brave. And Brave. Roar and Brave. And there was a song by Kelly Clarkson, too, that sounded like Halo as well. And I think that was the same producer that did all four of those songs. Might have been Ryan, Ryan Tedder. He was a big producer on 1989. Anyway. We'll take your word for it. Yep. So her lawyers were basically like, it is essential to distinguish between the protected and unprotected material and a plaintiff's work, quoting directly from the high profile ruling that dismissed a similar case against Led Zeppelin over the intro to Stairway to Heaven. This is a very famous case in music history. I, I know this. Yeah, you, I, you get all the old references. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know that reference. So, that, so they were basically saying the attorneys were like, doing so here leaves only this similarity. Both works use versions of two short public domain phrases, players going to play and haters going to hate, that are free for everyone to use. And two other but different totologies, totologies that plaintiffs claim share the same underlying general idea or concept. The presence of versions of the two short public domain statements and other tautologies in both songs simply does not satisfy the extrinsic test. Like, basically, they're saying these phrases are too similar for you to even bother with this stupid test. Yeah. And not to mention, you didn't bring this lawsuit out until three years after the song came out so that you could watch it be nominated for Song and Record of the Year at the Grammys. You could watch it become one of her longest-running number one hits at the time. You could watch it become a global phenomenon that is played at every single wedding you'll ever go to for the next 25 years. You will hear it in every, like, commercial setting to where it's, like, fun, uplifting, you need to love yourself. Like, you waited until all of that went down so that you could put a dollar sign on your lawsuit that was pretty and would make headlines. Because she is the music industry. She is currently writing 
the narrative for the music industry and how artists should be treated and what artists should hold themselves accountable for. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Stephen Nickens. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, I, and to be perfectly honest, the only reason I stopped was because I had to catch my breath. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that lovely summation so good you Um, are they are single-handedly stopping me from having the most wonderful experience of my life by re-enjoying 1989 plus vault track okay (laughs) okay this is gonna make it more painful but i need i've had the thought so now i have to share it with everyone else okay let's imagine if say she were to surprise us and tell us, like, hey, this summer, 1989 is coming out, Taylor's version. This is also, we sort of got it last year, but I feel like this year, even more, it'll be the first Pride Month since quarantine. Imagine. Imagine. I might actually go to Pride. (laughs) Right? You're like, I need to experience this with other people. Like, I might actually go if that was the case. You should come I to DC. Would... If she drops 1989 Taylor's version, Stephen. Oh, come. I have a guest room. Come let's on up. Go. I I am there. I am there because that is. I, let me tell you, nothing would give me a hot girl summer more than the re-release of the most epic pop album to ex- and most awarded pop album in history to come back into the mainstream. Now. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure it has stayed on the Billboard 200 since its release. I'm pretty sure it's still in the top 200 and it hasn't left. I think actually it just re-entered the top 100. So like it is an album that is standing the test of time because of how minted and how perfectly like it is pop perfection. It is pop music perfection. Okay, but I think the Just only please thing, let me have it. The only thing that could be better, I talked about last Taylor Swift episode, is if mm-hmm. she drops 1989 Taylor's version and Karma as a double album, as some people believe because of the graffiti evidence. Uh oh, Taylor- I don't think. <laughs> uh oh. So like, Uh-oh. I have my own There's opinion Discord. about Karma. Okay. No, no, no. This isn't Discord. No, 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 no. This isn't Discord. I think what constitutes as the hidden album of karma are the songs that she originally put on reputation that had an intentional sound and maybe karma was what the album was going to be called. But then when the dramatic events of 2016 occurred and her public persona shifted, I think what she did is she dropped those songs from the album that had that specific flavor and told that specific story. And I think it evolved into reputation because even, even, and I dare say his name, Scott Borchetta, her former like head of big machine label group, he even said reputation sounded different when he first heard it than when he heard it before it came out. So I think one of the perfect examples of how that can be true is if you watch her writing the song King of My Heart, She's, there's, there's clips of it that you can watch. It was like a direct TV exclusive. And I, of course, convinced my family to get direct TV so that I could see these things. Of course you did. Of course I did. And on somebody else's dime, of course. Uh, <laughs> and yes. I, I was like, she's sitting here with like this massive, like acoustic and electric, like combo guitar hooked up to an amp. 
And a lot of people think that because of like the We Are Never Getting Back Together cover that she, or like the version that she did on the 1989 World Tour, which is like rocked out. If we don't get that, I swear to God. Hold on. Hold on. You cannot find those YouTube videos anywhere now. They've been taken down. That means something. That's recent. I have a playlist of just those 19, the ones that have like the golden EAS like on the side. People who are, people who hear this in our Swifties will know exactly what I'm talking about. They're the only ones that have like 4K imagery of those like concerts since Big Machine took the live version of the concert off of Apple Music. Oh yeah, they took that down and I was because I watched it once a week. And I just, I feel like because of the way she did We Are Never Never, Never Getting Back Together with that rock version and the bleached hair, bleachella, which is triggering to some people, to some Swifties, I think we were really heading into like this pop rock, like Avril Lavigne inspired. The grungy, yeah, the 90s. Alanis Morissette, like this whole thing that she was so... And at that time, she was dressing in, like, plaids, Doc Martens, like, so much more grunge. But then she disappears for a year. So it's like, I think it started to be karma. It was, like, halfway there. And then I think it switched. Because that was, like, 2015, beginning of 2016. So it was very quickly after that everything, like, dramatically shifted in in the Swifties world and in Taylor Swift's world. Like it was, she went from being everywhere to once again, nowhere, as I've said before. And it's just nowhere. And it is just, I think it's more so like there are six songs maybe that we've never heard that will now get included as vault tracks. I think that's what Karma originally or was. I don't think there was a whole EP. album. I give me Which I would be chill orange. with. Yeah, I would be chill with an EP, yeah. Let's go. Because, I mean, she does use the word karma way too much, especially on that time. She did a 73 Questions interview with Vogue where Steven, she says... Steven, I'm going to stop you right there. Clearly, you have not listened to our episode because I talked about this. No, I know you. I know you did, but it's. I have to keep going because it's part <laughs> of my whole tangent. My God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we interrupting you? <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Speak now. Oh. Speak now. Oh, yes. So yes, I have. I have obviously listened to your episode, but it is part of my whole. Yeah, you okay. got it. Like, you have thing. a spiel. Just let you the have thought a spiel. process go. It's a whole. Go yeah, yeah. So like, she has done this, and so like. That's but like those are like the hints in which she has dropped this are so minimal because I think she was stopped so quickly. Like it was before she could do her typical. I really don't think it was until the lover era that the Easter eggs became unhinged because I think it, I really don't No, I mean, like, cause it, cause like I was saying earlier, like the whole, like there were five holes in the fence. Yeah. Like that is a big thing in the Swifty community. It is a huge thing with the countdown and how it was like almost basically confirmed. And then it just like, wasn't like literally nothing happened. And that was the first time that she truly, truly clowned us. That was the very first time where it was just like pure clownery. I went out and bought a makeup kit to become <laughs> a clown. Hold on, Ben like, Nye. <laughs> ben, that, that's what I was looking for. Ben Nye makeup kit. I couldn't remember the name, oh, but yes. Like that, 
it, that was the very first time that that really happened. And like since then, only have Swifties been so focused on everything that she does yeah. because she led all up to this. And then she said her Entertainment Weekly cover, oh, covered in Easter eggs because of all the pins that she was wearing on her denim jacket. She was like, there are tons of Easter eggs in my L interview. Like she went ham for the Lover album. She, yeah, she went diabolical level for the Lover album. And so it was just like, now we are on high alert 24-7. I have to contain so much of my insanity throughout the day. Around normal I'm, people. I am, a, I am a professional. I That's go to work. Favorite. I have people who work under me. Like, I, I have to uphold a certain level of professionalism. But when I get a notification that says Taylor Swift posted something, I immediately fall to my knees in my mind. I'll look at my staff and I'll be like, excuse me, just for one minute, I have to go address something and I will be right back. He is a professional man. I go outside, see what it is, and then probably film a TikTok. <laughs> it's, the, it's the new version of a smoke break. <laughs> a yeah, smoke yeah. Break. I, I should be paid break. for that. And, uh, but yeah, like it's been unhinged ever since then. And so I understand how the karma theory has blown up in the way that it has. Look, I spent 10 minutes explaining it to my roommate last night and she was like, checks out. I, be- see, sure, I believe you're saying you. sounds real. Fine. Sure. Sure. Because people don't, people don't like, it's what's so weird is that like if Taylor Swift comes up in conversation, I have to like gauge it for like 10 minutes to see how insane I'm allowed to yeah like I have to gauge it for a few minutes to be like are we really going to have this talk or are you just mentioning this literally the conversations that we have to or at least that I know that I have had where if I go to a cocktail party with my husband and be like so like I would try and gauge like what's your favorite conspiracy theory like just to see because that's the best audience to ask that to exactly and that's the hope is that they'd be like, the hope is that they come up with like, oh, I think that the, you know, moon landing wasn't real or something like that, where I'm like, oh, okay, we can definitely talk about this and I can try to gauge how crazy you are. I'm so excited. History would have you believe. We're entering the ground level of conspiracy theories, where it's like, if they actually landed on the moon, we are at the ground level here. So like, that's a safe place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's always the the people who are like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you're not going to be fun to talk to. If you're so. boring, just say so. Yeah. I'm just saying. We, we are clearly not boring. Because we are an hour and 59 minutes in. I am going yep. to uh, present to us the tomfoolery of the evidence for 1989 Taylor's version. I promise to be I'm excited quiet. for it. Okay. I can't wait to hear how this all comes together because this sounds so disjointed. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. You're going to be excited. She works I'm... magic. It's great. I always sound very funny and I'm, I'm so, delighted. I'm when so I excited for you. Okay. It's going to be great. This is the first time anybody's ever asked me to do like a podcast. Oh so, my like, God. I you're coming so back. Excited. We've got the exclusive. <laughs> You're Breaking coming back, news. even if it's not Taylor Swift related. Anything, anything. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, "Hi, Steven. You want? Yeah. You want to come as long as I, as long as I have like a pre- like as long as I have like a prologue as to what it's gonna be, I can oh, go for it. Absolutely. Hours. So it's Great. like we can riff. All yeah. right. So for the evidence, yes, the evidence. Bring it on. 
our look queen stirred up controversy when she posted a photo prior to attending the Brits award show. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. outfit, which is the, the post is linked in the show notes, friends, if you wanted to just go and check it out, is very reminiscent of 1989. So what's funny, that's the picture I was talking about where she was teasing red. That's the exact same picture. And people just saw past the red stick and the bangs, myself included, went straight to the outfit, the two-piece, which is what she wore Grammys when she won album of the year for 1989, a two-piece outfit. I, I was like, oh, 1989 is next. It sparkles. It's two-piece. We're having fun See, this but I summer. Think, I think she knew both. I think she knew, she knew both. She does nothing accidentally. No. Like, she looks no, in her closet no. and goes, how can I make fools of them today? How can I cause chaos this, this AM? Chaotic. Like, chaotic chaotic queen. I was awake. I was awake at 645 this morning, just in case something was supposed to come out We'll today. get there. We'll get there, Stephen. We're getting there, We're yeah. Getting there. All right, so next up, mm. the infamous Colbert interview. We talked about it on the last episode. Yes. There was pizza. There were Joe Bros, we thought, maybe. So literally one year ago today, that as we record this, on April 14th, 2021, Taylor made an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert to promote Fearless, Taylor's version. During the segment, Taylor joked that Stephen must have been, quote, about 44 years, 179 days old, give or take, unquote, when she first recorded the song, Hey Steven, off of Fearless. The amount of people that came up to me my sophomore and junior year and sang that song to me, I was like, you have no idea how much this means to me, but please stop. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that she spells it my way, like that she spells it the way that I do. Oh. And when they, she re-released it, I melted. Melted to the floor. <laughs> Track four, melted. So Stephen Colbert was born on May 13th, 1964. That means... He's a Taurus. Great. <laughs> yes, that is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That means he would have been 44 years and 179 days old on November 8th, 2008. Which is definitely not the day she recorded Hey Steven, because the original Fearless was released just three days later on November 11th. One eagle-eyed fan discovered that, not accounting for leap years, 44 years and 179 days before the interview air date was October 27th, which was the day that 1989 was released. Okay. I know you hate numerology. I uh, numerology and I are no, we are not well, friends. Too bad because she's coming to this party. All right, all right. Yeah, numbers are a big thing in the Swifty community. Whole thing. There were five holes in the fence. Sorry. <laughs> you may recall from my last Taylor episode that she has already re-released one of the singles off of 1989. Yep. When the song "Wildest Dreams" started going viral again. Taylor was quick to put out a Taylor's version because TikTok runs the world, it feels like, at least for us. I had a mental breakdown when that happened. I was like, is she going to surprise drop 1989? I can't handle this right now. I'm not going to have enough time to process Steven's this. Steven's going to need a and whole then day off. Sad girl. Yes. I, wait, listen, when Red Taylor's version came out, I was working as a shift supervisor at Starbucks. I took off four days of work. I blocked out four days of work the day before the release day and two days after so I could recover. 
I feel this is totally appropriate. It. I fully remember when Adele's album 21 came out and you, or 21, 19? 25. Oh, 25. are you? Oh, yes. no. And he opened, he opened an entire bottle of wine for himself and video and taped, it was one of the it was, it one was of a the, huge like, one it was like a, a big a one. Lead, yeah. what, are the, what are the like 1.5 liter ones it's the ones you buy it's the ones you buy at walmart for at like eight dollars bottom shelf broke yeah right. yep yep yeah the heavy it was like the hefty pink ones. and sugary like it was oh delicious God, it was so bad but he poured himself <laughs> a nice big glass and set up the camera in front of him and we watched him experience 25 for the first time. I think we need to link it in the show notes. I'm, I already was planning. Oh, no. <laughs> oh I shouldn't have said that because now he's going to go private it. <laughs> no, 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 private no. I, I don't. No, it's not. It's the only, like, YouTube video I, like, have, basically. Like, it, it truly was one of those where, like, somebody was like, oh, you would be really funny if you ever had, like, a YouTube channel. It was incredible. And I just... I. I think part of me is like, I need like a manager or something that helps me curate ideas because I can't really do that on my own a lot of the time. Cause I mean, like there's only so far I can go with the specific subset that I work in. Every time I post about something else, nobody cares. <laughs> and so like, I, mean, I like true. your videos, Steven. I like them. You do. You do. I, I, yeah, you do. I, I know that you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, because I like, I, I talk about how like I was passionate about Kristen Stewart winning the Oscar for Spencer. Like I, you know, I've like, seen you I watch Meryl Streep get an Oscar. Yes, I understand. You've seen you've seen all of this, you know, like, and I like, well, I don't know what to do it on. And then at the time, I had really gotten into like album actions on YouTube. I just thought they were great, and like, especially for artists that I like, it like made me kind of well up, being like, oh my god, I'm not alone in this, you know, like I feel exactly the same way. And which is how my TikTok thing started was just I wasn't as crazy and alone as I thought I was. And so that's what it, you know, 25 came out and I was like, what if I just... It was a good decision. My roommate found me at the end of that video. She, I, and I somehow edited this while that drunk too. Like the version <laughs> that you better. see... Those jump cuts are amazing. The version that you see, I did that before it really hit me how drunk I was. Oh, like okay. that, because I drank right. the whole, yes. I drank the whole bottle, the whole thing. And... My roommate found me lying face down in our hallway of our apartment. I'm hanging half in the hallway, half out. I have obviously gotten sick because I drank so much oh. wine. Uh, I mean, um, you know, because I did yeah, it so fast. But... And it was like in a 45, you know. And not to mention that my pants were like pulled down. So my butt was out for everyone to see when she came inside. And and so she just comes to me and she goes, she helps me pull up my pants for a second and she goes, I'm gonna make some mashed potatoes. Do you want some? And I was like, yeah, I love some. And I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'd love some. You know, I was able to like recover before I went to bed. Like I didn't have a hangover or anything, but it was like, it was a truly chaotic experience of making this. And I think that's what like stopped me. I was like, Oh, I wouldn't be funny unless I was that drunk. So like, I can't <laughs> do that true. to myself. Like, I, like, I was like, Oh my God, I can't do that to myself. Like yeah, I can't that's willingly that's, turn my, you yes. know? And so like, I never approached it, but then with TikTok, it Short just form, kind of happened. So it's easy yeah, to... it was, it just was, I, 
you know, I did the typical millennial thing of like, I downloaded the app, but I wasn't making videos. <laughs> Me. And that was like, no, that was everything people our age said. Yes. It was like, we downloaded the app, but we're not making videos. We just, just watch watching. it because it's funny. Yeah, we're just because watching. Because it's funny. It's, we like watching funny videos. It's like Vine, you know? Like it's it like, was, it's you like know. Vine is back. Do you remember Vine? Like, that was the moment we were going through. But then it got to such a point in quarantine where it was like, even when I was craving isolation, it was just like, what am I? I, I, I have all of this. Bored like, in the house and in the house bored. Bored, bored in, in the, the house, house and in the, the house, house bored. Yeah. <laughs> there is a reason that that sound was viral for so long. It's because it emulated the entire 2020 experience. It was just, we never got to do anything when we were bored all the time. We were making bread. Like, we were, like, it was like... It Whipped was coffee. Oh, do you remember making Dolgana coffee every other day and yes. trying to convince yourself you liked it? Yes. Yes. A shout out All right, to I was X. trying to... <laughs> and their whipped coffee. I was, trying to, I was trying to recreate my favorite Starbucks drink. No. Don't do that to yourself. I actually even worked at Starbucks and I can't, still can't do it. But, like, it, it, well, that's because everything's so specific there. Like, that's why, like, podcasts have really taken off. It's like we found company in isolation without actually having to talk to anyone. Isn't that amazing? That we didn't already know. The introverts of the world. To quote my icons, Fall Out Boy. Oh, yes. We were all alone together. It's amazing. But, yeah. We did it. The first video I did was, like, lip syncing to David Rose or something. Like I was just doing one of his like famous quotes or something. And then I made a few other videos after that. Nothing ever really happened. I made one video about unboxing my folklore vinyl. One. And it got like almost 10,000 likes. Like, and I was like, oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. I think it's like eight, eight or 9,000 or something. But it's like, it's up there. Like in that, going from 36 likes to that, was like, oh my God, what is happening? And so I was like, oh, I need to start posting more. So I was posting more, but I wasn't sticking to a theme. Like there was no, I was just doing the trends, but I wasn't doing the dances because I was- I wasn't doing 20, the dances. I was like, I was like 28 years old. Like I couldn't be doing the dances, you know? You didn't and, do Renegade? Um, you didn't do no, all the things? You didn't even- no. I listened, no, I listened to Renegade featuring taylor swift that's what i listen oh, to oh there we go there we go there we go there we go there it is there it is yeah and then i eventually figured out nobody wants to hear me talk about anything but taylor swift and so like, i just i i had that realization one day i was wearing her cardigan in one of my videos where i was talking about voter suppression or something <laughs> and like somebody was just like wait a minute are you a swifty is that and I just, I commented back and they, you know, and then I started to wear the cardigan and that's how, you know, the cardigan guy cardigan came to be guy. born. I don't know how this became a tangent about me. I kind of made it that it's way. It's okay. It's Shout right. out to Mashed Potatoes for getting you through Adele's <laughs> 25. <laughs> okay. We're back. Baby. I'm the worst with tangents. I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. so sorry. Hi. Welcome. So we're back. 1989 uh, evidence conspiracy. Okay. So our next piece of evidence is from the music video for Ed Sheeran's song, The Joker and the Queen. Mm. So they collaborated on this song, and there was the, the music video was very nostalgic because it featured 
the children that are now grown up that were in the 2012 music video, everything has changed. That's sweet. And furthermore, in one scene, the male actor is at band practice. And when the camera zooms out, the students appear to be standing in the same formation as the formation that can be seen in the Shake It Off music video. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. are like, is mm-hmm. it something? Is it? All right. So you remember how we already talked about the music video for I Bet You Think About Me? It's a vault track off of Red Taylor's version. Sure. With the red dress and, you know, oh, yes. the wedding. Oh, yes. Yes. Now I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yep. So the wedding cake in that video has bird designs on it that look very similar to the one, uh, to the birds that are on Taylor Swift's sweatshirt that she wore on the cover of 1989. The cake is also red velvet, which is the same flavor as the cake that she smashes in the vi- music video for Blank Space. Okay. Off of 19. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. And then we're going to another television interview. In November of 2021, she appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. And she used the phrase, go down a rabbit hole, which people believe to be a veiled reference to the 1989 track Wonderland. Furthermore, as Stephen previously alluded to, Wonderland, a reference to that, can be seen in the all-too-well 10-minute version, Taylor's version, short film, because the book that the Taylor character writes is modeled after Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. And I love this one because I didn't, I hadn't heard it before, but the short film, there's another Easter egg because guess what? Guess what year the car is from? 1989. The Mercedes. The Mercedes. I was. I have literally been holding my tongue for two for like thirty seconds because I was like, she better say the thing about the car. She better <laughs> say the thing about the car. Thank you. I did. And then when Taylor was asked about it at the short film like premiere, she went, "Cause of course it is." Yeah. They were like, "You think she I?" She literally went. You think I'm she an idiot? She literally went. Of course it is. <laughs> like, you think I'm an idiot? There was no hesitation you in her confirmation. Anything else? How would you expect anything less? <laughs> yes. Um, any any final thoughts on the 1989 evidence before I continue? I just, I feel like Speak Now was the original, like, oh my God, we're doing this. This is the next re-recording. But then that trademark thing got in the way. So then she went, okay, let's pivot to 1989. But then, of course, she's like, I don't want them to profit from the Taylor's version royalties of that song. Because that's my song, not anybody else's. I wrote it about my life. And I just... So I think that she had a backup plan and then it got stopped again. I feel like because of where we're at in the year now, it really should be 1989. It really should because summer is coming and Speak Now is a much more like fall, school year, getting ready for graduation kind of album. Okay, so next chapter, Big Reputation. It's a short chapter, because much to the sadness of my Spotify playlists, Taylor's sixth album, which was originally released in November 2017, is the least likely option for her next re-release. According to Rolling Stone, recording contracts often stipulate that artists cannot re-record songs until five years after their release date. If that's the case, Taylor can't even start on it until November of this year, 2022, meaning that it likely wouldn't be done until 2023. Stephen was trying to whisper speak to me through Zoom. 
I was silently going like, I was like, November, November. She can't do it till November. But yes, that, correct. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, also known as Debut, because it gets a little confusing if the album and the person are titled the same Okay, okay. Steven. Is there a first, first album? Keep it, yes. Keep okay. it inside. Here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I promise we'll get there. So. These are my initial notes that I wrote. There hasn't been much of a stir around Taylor's self-titled debut album, originally released in 2006, as being the next re-recording to be released. Perhaps Miss Swift will throw us a curveball and release it as a surprise. I, however, think that she may save it for last because that seems like the kind of symbolically resonant thing she would love. And then the next bullet point says parentheses. Okay, everything I just said I wrote on Saturday, April 9th. My research was thrown into chaos by yet another surprise merch drop on Wednesday, April 13th. As it should. (laughs) Uh, And then I wrote, maybe Steven can help us make sense of what I've been able to pull together. This set of theories is still very much on the ground and not published in any (laughs) orderly fashion. So, apparently, Emma, Mm. the date... 513, May 13th, kept showing up in a lot of the different hints, or at least people that, things that people think are hints. Stephen Colbert's birthday? Good job. Thank including you. A blind, a <laughs> including a blind item from the gossip site, Demois. Demois. Oh, forget that place. <laughs> I just felt like it was important to mention. Also. No, they, they caused me so much trauma. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> Also, May 13th is the only Friday the 13th in 2022. Ooh. And we all know that 13 is Taylor's favorite favorite number. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this had fans thinking that we would be getting a big announcement on April 14th, which is today as we're recording. That's why Steven woke up at 645 this morning. So people thought there was a big announcement coming today, the 14th, with an actual drop occurring on May 13th. And the several references, we're going to get into more numerology. I'm sorry, Emma. But several references been made in posts about Taylor to the songs Renegade and Hey Steven, Taylor's version. Both of them have a runtime of four minutes and 14 seconds. 4.14, April 14th. Many Easter egg, guys. Already Easter egg. (laughs) And remember, Stephen Colbert's interview, his birthday, May 13th. He's a tourist. Also, on this interview... Taylor made a point to mention the street address of Stephen Colbert's old show, The Studio, for The Colbert Report. The street address, 513. And the interview aired April 14th. And I wrote, get me a clown makeup kit, y'all. Ben Nye, number one. So, while appearing on Jimmy Fallon's show, we already mentioned this interview, Mm. Taylor played the game Box of Lies (gasps) and chose the boxes 5-1-1. Three in order. Also, there's a TikTok in the show notes that explains a lot of this chaos a lot better than I am right now. So some fans think that this big announcement that was supposed to happen today, which as of yet has not happened. Cloudery! Cloudery! So there have been rumors that she's going to drop an all collaboration album, including collabs with like Cardi B, Lana Del Rey. I really hope not. I mean, it wouldn't be my top choice, but it's not. It's not the. It's not the. It's not the Cardi B thing or anything like that. It's just like I hate all collaboration projects. 
Ed Sheeran's like number six mixtape or something, there were only like two songs that I liked because I was like, I'm trying to hear Ed Sheeran, not everybody else. Some self-aware clowns are hoping that the announcement is for Woodvale. (laughs) They're they're self-aware, though. In the comments, they just put their clown emojis. Give it a rest already. (laughs) Look. It's not happening. They're going to they're going to try and make it happen. Okay. Haters going to I hate. would love it even more. I would love it even more if this episode airs the day before Woodvale is announced. Like that would That would be your karma. <laughs> Am I not good at this? You broke him. <laughs> You're like, "I'm good at listing the context clues and then I will circle back." It's the only way I'd ever be able to make it is like any kind of comedian. She really like took the fo- took the verbiage circle back to a physical form with with what you just did there. You're Thank welcome. you so much. You're welcome. I just like to acknowledge for the viewers at home that Stephen um, has done a costume change from one really <laughs> sweatshirt to another. Just uh, this time, it's reputation. Big reputation. Okay. On the topic of merch, oh. yesterday as we record. On Wednesday, April 13th, Taylor surprise drops a Mother's Day merch collection. In this collection, there are a lot of wildflowers. And I mention that because back towards the end of 2021, there was this tweet. No, keep going. Okay. I want to see where you're going with this. We were like, do you have to go be an uncle? What's happening? I absolutely want to see where you're... No, they're in bed by this point. No, I want to see where you're going with this. That's why I, I have my finger up. Okay, so there was this tweet that came out towards the end of 2021 from, like, one of these sort of gossip sort of music insider accounts that was talking about Taylor Swift's next album being this uh, ethereal aesthetic. And so, like, people are like, wow, wildflowers. That seems very, like, ethereal and cool. We entered the ethereal aesthetic with folklore and evermore. We're already there. Yeah. Well, they said that there's more. There's more coming. More into the folklorian woods, as she said. Yes. Okay, but so this, the banner of her merch store with this Mother's Day collection has turned purple. So people are like, oh, purple. We're back again. We know this story. We've been, (laughs) I think I've seen this film before. Here we are. Even I understood that reference. Good job. Good job. We're going. Okay. Also for sale in this Mother's Day collection is a picture frame. And like, you know, when you buy a picture frame, there's a sample photo inside. And yes. usually it's some like weird family. My, my parents have one that they've named Simone and they refuse to get it to take her out of it. Yes. I Shout honestly love Simone. that for them. It's um, interesting because my mother's a photographer. And has so many it's pictures. It's a conversation piece. It's it is. It's a conversation piece. Yep. Her name is Simone. She lives in France. Simone. Simone. Okay. In this photo Sorry. Album, continue. The sample photo. <laughs> Shannon is trying so hard to <laughs> she hold really it together. Is. She really is. It's a black and white photo of Taylor and her mom. It's black and white oh, except for sweet. one thing. A purple flower. In the song Long Live, when you point to the pictures, please tell them my name. So if she's doing like a, a picture frame, please point to the pictures and tell them my name. That line always makes me cry when I'm hearing that song because it's like going back on like the friends that you did have but you're not really still friends with, you hope that when you're when their kids look at pictures from when they were in high school you're like i remember that kid that kid was so cool that was this this is their name like that was 
Oh, makes me cry all the time. So good. And at 19, you wrote a lyric being like, and when you show your kids pictures of me in high school, should fate step in and I'm dead, please tell them my name so that I'm remembered. Even talking about it, you <laughs> seem like you're about to break down. <laughs> Shout out to your therapist who's going to hear because a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it's just like how, like that's such a treasure like to ask. Like that is such a meaningful thing to like think about when you're leaving the most immature part of your life. Like, and to be that mature and it's just like, I know we had a great time together despite all the things that happened in high school that like tear us apart. But I know that in the moments that mattered, we had a great time. Homecoming dances, homecoming games, all of the events that happened throughout high school, we somehow managed to coexist in those moments and have a great time together. So I hope that even despite everything, that when you go back and look at pictures, you look at me and you're like, I remember them. We had fun. That's all that matters. How at 19 are you just already there? And you didn't even go to finish high school in a regular high school. Like, you didn't get to do that, and yet you understand the experience completely. I will sob as a 30-year-old if Speak Now is released, and I have to reflect on the fact that I have now been out of high school for more than 10 years. I will sob when I hear that song. 2021 was my 10-year anniversary. Oh, I didn't go either. I don't think we even had anything. I hope not. I know know that we did. Well, first of all, if we did, I I didn't get an invite. And I'm upset. <laughs> but I wouldn't have gone anyway. The only reason that I knew that ours was happening was because they were on Facebook and they were like, hey, so this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No. no. But like that's, that's what is so, I think that's what draws fans so hard just now and why they're manifesting it so hard. It's because it's like, even though Red and Fearless give us this sense of nostalgia, they give us a sense of nostalgia for Taylor Swift's discography. Speak Now gives us the nostalgia of being teenagers again. Like, it is a totally different... Let me say that again, because I was slurring a lot when I said that. He's like, going to end up fearless, with no pants and mashed potatoes tonight, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time you start thinking about your first love and how it will expand beyond your high school years. Like, that's all she talks about in mind. Right? Like, it's just how it goes beyond that. Like, having kids, fighting about bills, like, that kind of thing. And then, like, for the rest of the album, you get these moments, especially in the song Never Grow Up, where it's genuinely, like, you're singing to yourself, God, I never want to grow up, because being younger, it was such a happier time, and I never even knew it. Like, I never knew it. But now that I'm older, I'm realizing it, and I hope I never grow up, because that was so great when my parents loved me and they took care of me and they kissed me on my forehead before I went to bed at night. Like it's the nostalgia is so heavy in this album. The story of us, the first time you have a breakup in high school and you are forced to be confined in the same building as that person for eight hours of the day, every single day. And you've never heard silence quite so loud between the two of you. Can I just, that song, I was listening to a summer themed uh, Taylor Swift playlist on the drive over here. I would like to say Perfect. Story of Us, season two of Bridgerton vibes. Oh. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. 
Somebody yes, edit that absolutely. TikTok. Somebody make that TikTok. It's not going to be me. But no, like, no. it's just, <laughs> I would love so much for Speak Now to be the next one. But I don't think emotionally I'm there yet. I think I need to have something that breaks me out of it, like 1989, because I'm still hanging on to red. Like, it is still lingering like a dark cloud. We need to dance before we cry some more. Yeah, like, because all Speak Now is going to do is make me dance and cry, because it's like a a nice mixture of the two, and it takes me back to the country roots. But then, what I would really love, I want Speak Now to happen between 1989 and Reputation, because it breaks up the pop albums. It breaks them up. But, and this is what I have wanted to say the entire time. Oh? I do not want Reputation to be last. I don't. I want Reputation to be released on December 31st of this year because of the song New Year's Day. I would love it if she released it at midnight on December 30th or something because the last song literally says, I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. It's so beautiful. Catch me dancing to that at my wedding. Just saying. Good yeah, enough. right, right. And it's the perfect opportunity to utilize that, right? The only album that can be last is the debut album. That is the only album that can be last. And I'll tell you why. Well, There is nothing more powerful than owning your own name. Than taking ownership of your own name. That album is a self titled album the only powerful and momentous way to close out this incredible and historic musical journey is to take full ownership of not only your catalog but your name like i feel the debut album would be the perfect way to close out all of this re-recording chapter plus we're not going to get a tour from her until she's done I don't think that's ever going to happen until all of her music well, she's is owned busy. by her. Yeah. Well, busy. I mean, but even then, it's just like she can't perform it yeah. if it's not owned by her. So it's like she has to get permission from them to perform it. So I just, I think that would be the most beautiful ending to all of this, is if Taylor's, Taylor Swift, Taylor's version was the last album in the re-recording. And Shannon, I can already tell you have so much to say by what I just said. <laughs> I look. It's not me. I just. I am the. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I am the podcaster. I speak for the fans. I have things that, to. I won't say like detract from what. Well, kind of. We'll get to debut. Ah! We'll get to debut. But first, we're gonna talk for a quick little second. Some more numerology. We're f- our favorites. Reminder, Mother's Day in the United States this year is May 8th. Go buy a card if you have not bought one or... Hi, Mom. Buy, buy it from Taylor Swift's s- merch site. Uh, Mama Kay will want that. Also, just wanted to point out May 8th, 5 plus 8 equals 13. Listen, I don't even... I don't... Oh my God. Look, we're moving on. Oh, my God. We're moving on. Some fans think that the big announcement, quote unquote, and this was last night, Um, I, again... The announcement was supposed to be today. Still nothing. So why am I even telling you this? I don't know. Because <laughs> it could still come tomorrow because it is a Friday. It could just be just an announcement and nothing else. That's true. So if some fans think that this big announcement is simply going to be some sort of bonus for Record Store Day. Because as previously mentioned, Taylor was named the first global ambassador. The date of Record Store Day 
four twenty three twenty two also adds up to thirteen. Um, although the record story day people pointed out they were like, we didn't change the date because it's Taylor Swift. We changed the date because it's Easter weekend because it's supposed to usually oh. be like the. And third it just Saturday. happened to equal out to thirteen. And the first ever ambassador for record store day is Taylor Swift. I mean, it is all cosmically decided. She <laughs> runs the world. Okay. So cosmically decided. It's already been announced that Taylor's Record Store Day exclusive will be an exclusive. Uh, wow, I exclusive. wrote exclusive twice. <laughs> uh, an exclusive, and I am showing my newbiness to vinyl records. It is what is it called? A seven, a seven inch. A... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the smaller one that's about okay. this size. Well, yeah. it's just is like it one or two inches? songs. Is it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's it's like a it's called it's like yeah. It's, why they're it's called like a 45. Yeah. I think. So it's an exclusive release of the Lakes and the Lakes original version from Folklore. It's the first time that the original version will be available on vinyl. So some fans think it's going to be some sort of like, oh, yeah, and this other Record Story Day related thing. I'm going to do everything in my power to secure a copy of that. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. <laughs> you can do it. Some fans, however, think that this latest merch drop points not to speak now but to debut and i will say this whole section comes from one tiktok that is linked in the show notes is it is it swift talk detective i don't know off the top of my head we'll find out she definitely had one because i i think i know what you're gonna say but please keep going (laughs) so apparently the font of taylor swift the branding Inside the crew neck of this Mother's Day collection is different from the recent drops that she's had. And this would not make sense from a production standpoint unless they are shifting en masse to a new era. Also, the font, very similar to the font on the cover of Taylor Swift, the debut album. Helvetica? Bro. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Papyrus? Papyrus, my father's favorite font. We, we cannot unpack that right no. now. The mug in I the know, collection seems to fit debut's vibe in both color and font. And also, let's roll it back. Mm. Remember that, like, colorized purple photo in the black and white for the photo? Yes, yes. Very photo bucket circa 2011. So... The purple flower also appears on an alternative cover of Miss Swift's debut album. Steven's trying so hard to show me the text on her. It's not It's not going to happen. There you go. There. But so in one of the alternate covers of debut, she's holding a purple flower. So people are like, oh, blue mugs and flowers. Oh, the beautiful. Oh, the one where she's like sitting and she's like in a white... Yeah, she's like you in know the what? middle of a stream I'll, or something. I'll stop because I can picture that exact album yeah. cover in my head. Steven knows. If he you knows don't know, exactly. you can Google it. And then <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to lay out a potential uh timeline from somebody first of all, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, but Reddit kind of scares me intimidates it's terrifying me. but i for you it all, is horrifying i went into i went it's not a safe place it's I not a safe place at all shannon went down the rabbit hole of reddit <laughs> just one specific like the taylor swift like thread they have sub threads that are like march theories so april it's theories. relatively safe it's yeah. relatively safe okay. my favorite 
so people have like their usernames, but I guess you can add like a banner or something. And one person's little banner was Taylor motels don't have bars, which made me laugh from getaway car. Cause she's like, <laughs> I left you in the motel bar. And it's like, took the money in the bag and I stole the key. That was the, the last time you ever saw me. Super eight doesn't have a bar. <laughs> like I'm sure she's never actually been. That was my, she's never been in a motel. Yeah. Like, Bessie went to private school. She's, it's like when she mentioned, like, Tupelo in the song Dorothea. Both my cousin Jessica and I both went, you've never been to Tupelo. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? There's no concert venue there. What are you talking You've never been there. <laughs> she's, you know, she has a big imagination. She's, yes. Well, she's invented. Yeah, that's for sure. She's that's brainstorming for, sure. for her novel, Stephen. Okay? And if she ever has a motel, kind of like Trixie did, <gasps> if she ever did, like, a motel situation, she could put a bar in it. All I all I have wanted in this life for the past six months is an invitation to the Trixie Motel. I want to go so bad. We can't. We cannot take the time, y'all. Wait, I'm sorry. We'll talk uh, offline. We'll do. We it, we'll do it later. You are so close to the end. I am. I can see it. You can see the sources. Okay. We're so almost I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna lay out this timeline uh, from a user on Reddit. Their username is Coffee Cup Compost, which Cute. is credit where credit is due. Okay. So this is all a quote. Don't come for me. I'm merely the messenger. Okay. Quote, I think we are going to get something in August with a possible announcement in the summer. Then another release in late winter 2022, early 2023. That way there will still be a newness to those releases like with Red Taylor's version. This gives her enough time to complete Reputation Taylor's version, release mid to late 2023, finishing up with debut late 2023, early 2024. However, she may be itching to release something soon. And if Speak Now, 1989, and Reputation are all on standby for those legal reasons we talked about, the two court cases and the fact that she has to wait five years for Reputation, that leaves debut as the sole survivor. Thoughts. And then I wrap my final bullet point, final thought roundup clowns. So I stick to what I said before. I genuinely, she is one to make marks on what she does. She doesn't do anything accidentally and everything is intentional and everything is meant to have something that ties it down to a moment in history almost in her career. And I genuinely feel that, yes, okay. So the graphics that they use on the merch website right now I got this from Swift, uh, Swift Talk Detective, the TikTok account. She shows that the graphics that they use on the merchandise like page, not necessarily on the merchandise, is very similar to the graphics that are like faded and green on the background of debut. So it is the debut vibes are hitting very heavy right now because, like you said, everything else is on standby. I feel Speak Now is done. 1989, done. Re-recorded, right? Yeah, re-recorded, maybe even music videos. Merch has been designed. All of it has been done. I feel like all that needs to do is to push the button go. Like, that's it. That is all that needs to happen for either one of those albums. With Reputation, she cannot touch it until November of this year. She cannot do it. So it would be November 11th 
2022 is when she can start recording it because it came out November 10th, 2017. So like she has until midnight, like she cannot touch it until then. But part of me feels like it won't be that hard for her to put the lyrics in front of her and just go ahead and re-record it. Plus, I feel like because a lot of the vault tracks were never recorded, at least I can assume that was a possibility, only the composition needs to be taken into account, which she owns 100% of across the board on all of her songs. So it's very possible that she has gone ahead if that is the case where they weren't recorded and there's not a master's version of it, whatever doesn't have that master's version, it's very possible she has gone ahead and taken care of that because she has the best work ethic I've ever seen in my entire life. What I, I, I wish I could possess to. like, yeah, right. I wish I could possess at least 10% of that level of work ethic that she has. But she immediately hit the ground running in 2019 re-recording her album. I mean, even when she accepted the award for Artist of the Year in the year 2020, just after Folklore came out, what did she do? She gave a hint that Fearless was coming. Yeah, so she, she has hinted all along because what she was doing when she accepted that speech, she said, I am currently recording in the same room that I recorded some of my songs from Fearless in. So she gave the notion that she was already doing it. But how did she accept the award? She first did this. Hold on. She accepted it from this way with a single braid down her back in November of 2020. Turned it around. Make sure we saw the braid, which was an Easter egg for Evermore, which we had no idea was coming. But then talks about Fearless Taylor's version. So I would not be surprised if somewhere in the mix of this to hold off the fact that she can't like release the ones that she wants to release. I wouldn't be surprised if she threw out some original work. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Or if there was like an EP of some of the vault tracks from some of the other albums that maybe she didn't put on the re-recording. Like that would be amazing. But I just, I really think ultimately out of all of this, this may sound a bit disjointed, but I think she's earned the break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think among any other artist in this industry right now, she understands when you are very close to overexposure. Oh, yeah. Because she's been a victim of it. She has been attacked because of it. And I think after how big Red was and how fast she had to re-release everything because Adele's album was coming, she even moved the release date up a week because... Adele's album was coming out the same day that she had originally planned. I think after that, the SNL performance kind of like just closed it out a little bit. Just being like, I'm going to take some time, let it cool down because y'all are going to be talking about this for months. She knows. Here we are. I just, I, I genuinely feel like she's like, I need some of this to die down. I mean, it was confirmed today or at least yesterday that the trademarks for 1989 and Taylor Swift, Taylor's version, have been approved. So, like, those two albums' trademarks are ready and raring to go. I, I just genuinely don't think she would re-release debut. I think it would be, like, a hasty decision just to satisfy fans. Because I think it's more powerful for that to be the last one. I and agree. I think she knows that. And I don't think that she would miss that opportunity. She missed the opportunity when 
the debut album turned 13. And that was actually on a Sunday. So that's like a pretty decent day to surprise drop something. If she didn't take that opportunity, she's not, she's waiting. She's waiting till the yeah. end. Yeah. I doubt that she is going to put it out before everything else is out before. And also, what a dramatic twist to go from reputation to debut. Like what? Like that's what I'm saying. Like if they do it, 1989, Speak Now, Reputation, debut, they get all of the best elements of Taylor Swift because of how varied her discography is and how varied her sonic sound is. That would be the best way to do it is just pop album, country album, pop album. Well, and then to go from Taylor Swift 1 to Taylor Swift 10 for her next yes, original album. Exactly. Like and and for TS10 to come after that, after all of it's done, I wouldn't be surprised if she dropped new music, but I I I would rather prefer and I know that my opinion means nothing and she can do whatever she wants. I would rather prefer to complete this re-recording chapter before you add more. Because your fans are desiring one thing and one thing only from you, and that is face-to-face. Fans of Taylor Swift, myself included, want absolutely nothing more than to scream these songs at the top of our lungs with her. I can feel and that. And we can't do that. We can't do that until it's all done. Yeah. Because it wouldn't feel right. And she, uh. and like... That's why there's been no redemption for the lover, the lover era, like tour that got canceled. There's been no redemption for any of it. No rumors of secret sessions. The best way to do a secret session thing was because 1989 was the first album she did that with. That would be the best way to reintroduce that because it was the first album she did with it. But she's not going to do that because fans deserve a one-on-one experience with her where they get to have it all like they did on the Reputation Tour. How kind of her to give us all the aesthetics to choose from when we're trying to pick our outfits to go see her. Like, you're going to see queens running around looking like Little House on the Prairie, Evermore, Forest Humans. No, and there is no other person in the music industry. I mean, there are a few others. I won't won't say that, that plainly. But there is no other artist in the music industry that has been this generous to fans over the entirety of their career. Yeah. From day one. I can agree and even And even now, where she is the biggest global music star on the planet, it's not an argument at this point, she still cultivates that level because she knows that the only thing keeping her at this level is the fans that she has cared about since day one. And she will always put the fans first. I have no doubt in my mind about that. So, I mean, as much as we are begging and plotting and making absolute fools of ourselves on the internet, myself included. It just doesn't, she has a plan. It's going to happen. And as much as I would love for it to happen tomorrow, (laughs) she's eventually just going to decide whatever she wants to do. And you know what? When it happens, I'm going to think it's the most masterful thing that's ever happened in my life. So like, it's just... (laughs) And there's going go, to be because of numerology, there's going to be some connection. Yes, to and it's something. not going to, and and all of it's going to have some kind of cosmic, lovable, romantic, like historical implant into our lives because of it. And she always makes sure it stays that way. I mean, Red has been out for what 
six or seven months and it has doubled in streams that Fearless did? What? The album was released 10 years ago. <laughs> like, I just appreciate the fact that even if all of our tomfoolery and our clownery is just nothing, it's in its own way, it's still serving the fans, right? Oh, yeah. You're, you're talking with people, you're you're duetting people on TikTok, we're having you on our podcast, and it's it's just... Cr- Strengthens everyone, the community. Yeah, yeah, it brings everyone closer together so that we're all ready in like 2024 or 25, whenever the mega tour happens, we'll all be there with our weird aesthetics. Olivia Rodrigo will open for her, I'm calling it now. She's too big now. She's too big. She's won an award that Taylor Swift hasn't even won. Yeah, but, like, I feel like she is, like, I watched her, um... She'll be a guest for sure. Who does, is it Vogue? Somebody does the, like, um, 10-second song challenge thing where they'll, like, give you a word and you have 10 seconds. Oh, and she knew every Every, single Like, every single one of her things. She literally said, she's like, I promised myself I wouldn't come on here and just sing Taylor Swift, but her lyrics are tattooed inside my brain. And all the comments were, like, same. Obviously, because I, like, focused in performance and like that's still something that's still in the corner of my brain you know if I ever get the opportunity to do it if I ever got interviewed for something and it was that kind of situation that is exactly what I would say I was like I would immediately say I promised myself I wouldn't say all of my answers were Taylor Swift but Taylor Swift and musicals (laughs) she is imprinted into my life like there I can't I mean I have her reference on my body like it is just it becomes integrated into your very dna and like you can't get rid of it like i have never so ferociously screamed about something than the reputation era or then when she couldn't buy back her masters like i have never been so passionate about something other than meryl streep winning an oscar for the iron lady you full-on cried i did and she's seen it and it was on andy cohen's show and it was amazing but it was just like I get to do this, like, that's why I love TikTok so much. Like, for this, it's this one little outlet where I get my spark of insanity. I can get it out, and then people validate it, but then I don't have to bother the rest of, pe- rest of the people in my life about it. You know? Like, it's just, when my family says they follow me, I immediately go, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I just, because it's all about her. And it's just because no other person in the industry, Meryl Streep I idolize because she's the very reason I wanted to become an actor, yeah. which obviously has not happened, but she is the biggest inspiration behind that dream. Taylor Swift, however, has a hold on my psyche and my heart and just all the entities that she could possibly have a hold on because nobody ever put into words how miserable my ex makes me feel about myself. Like <gasps> nobody has ever done that so well in my entire life. I'm still pining after my ex after like two and a half years of us not being together and Red Taylor's version just brought it all right back up to the surface in the best way possible because I finally found the words again to express how heartbroken I was feeling. And so it's just like, she's never gonna go away because of that very thing that connects her to so many people from so many different walks of life. I could teach a class. Honestly, for at her this point, NYU you doctorate. Should. You honestly her, should. It's just she has she is a very defining thread. It's not even an invisible string. It is a 
unbreakable Herculean thread that cannot be broken throughout history because she is one of the most influential artists in the industry for the past 15 years. From the very word go of, you said the way my blue eyes shine, put those Georgia stars to shame that night. No other opening track has ever been like, that's your debut single and it's the opening line to your album and you're 16 and they want to tell you you can't hold your weight in a writing room and that's the first line you write for your album? Get out of my face. Get out of my face with that nonsense. And that, my friend, <laughs> I will say, if you... If we you, have to. If you want the masterclass in being a Swifty, I need you to go on to TikTok and follow the cardigan guy, our very own Steven. Thank you for being Seriously, here. Seriously, honestly, no I podcast can... episode has been this long between the two of us, and we could talk for days. So I... Three hours, my sir. It is impeccable, all brilliant content. You will be receiving the raw file that you can listen to for your own enjoyment. I am enjoyment. so sorry that it was three <laughs> hours long. I am. I know. That no, that we loved everything it. Everything to do with me. Steven, I know. Stephen, we had the best day with you today. Seriously, so don't apologize. Oh wait, is that a reference? It is. <laughs> I would say make it a drinking game, like go back, but I'd be concerned for everyone. I would be concerned for everyone. That would be what you would use for your visual debut of your podcast, is a drinking <laughs> yes. game. Because that would be more fun to see than it would be to listen to. Because I mean, it's, you, you, I can speak from experience seeing the visual deterioration of somebody who's had too much to drink while listening to music that they absolutely love. It is far more entertaining than just hearing about it. So I'm You know what? It. You're totally right. And I, if you want to see that, feel free to go to our show notes and find Stephen listening to 25. And now you know what happened after. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a young, young, aspiring actor, I was like, this is going to take me to so many different <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I still have the one clip of myself at like 16, 15 <laughs> Oh, I was so computer. worried. I was so worried you were about to say something about like a clip of me at like a no! legally broadcast oh, party, and I was like, "Oh God, please no! Do not Never. bring that to the surface." I don't take pictures anywhere, but there is Good. a video of myself talking to my computer camera as if I am a YouTuber. My husband has put it into a folder by itself that says "Do not delete" on my own computer. So, but it's that, I feel like there's that energy of like, you know, we, we so believe in ourselves in that moment. Yeah. Like, I can do this and I am good at it. So mm -hmm. what is it that you would like to tell me? Well, I'm just going to say that is the energy I want all of us to take into the remainder of 2022, mm. into the rest of our lives. Taylor Swift wants you to believe in yourself. Yes. More than anything, she wants you to believe in yourself. That's all that matters. To Amen. Her. Don't forget that. Please remember it. And, Absolutely. And don't <laughs> remember. And don't remember? You threw me off. I'm sorry. I was trying to get you there. And remember. This podcast doesn't exist. But Steven's TikTok does. Go. Go. Follow him. Go hang out. We will be remembered. <laughs> that works. Hey! And scene. <laughs> <laughs>